They say friends are the family you choose. Nothing could be more true of the people that I've met along the way in public service. Sometimes friends and family are the people you fall into along life's path. This episode absolutely shows how that's changed my story and the stories of those around me and others in public service. Sit back, enjoy, and I hope you have as much fun listening to this as we had recording it. Um, These ladies are a huge part of my life, and I can't imagine that I would have had half as much fun along the way without any of them or the rest of my family in public service. Enjoy. calling it to order now. <laughs> <laughs> We're so formal. I know, right? Like, hand call to order. Okay. Um, I liked Marcy's hay hookers from earlier. That was her? She said that. Go yeah, at it. then you went with the hookah thing. So. Hookah? It's not hookah? Right. Hookahs, all right. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Um, hi. We're back. Um, welcome to Shifting Our Stories. I'm Abby. This is Jen, and that was the most random introduction ever. <laughs> Sorry for the last 30 seconds. <laughs> um, no, don't apologize. It's, it's life. Um, so we are super excited for tonight. Um, we have three really good friends here with us tonight. Um, we've already been hanging out for a little while, so um, we're all loosened up and hanging out, and now we're ready to um, invite you guys in and share some stories with you all. So um, we'll go around and let everybody introduce themselves and kind of get started. So... Go ahead. I'm Jeannie. <laughs> Hi, Jeannie. <laughs> Welcome. It's my first time on a podcast. <laughs> my name's Jeannie and I'm new here. <laughs> and next to Jeannie, we have... Hi, I'm Gwen. Miss Gwen. Welcome. I'm Marcy. And Marcy. So, um, these ladies, yeah, Marcy's, Marcy's mom tonight and going to keep us rolling. No, that's Jen's job, not mine. Jen played mom all day for some NTI school. If you're listening to this years from now, don't even look up NTI. It won't be worth it. You'll drive yourself crazy. Um, either that or that's going to be all that exists. Dear Lord, let's hope not. Right. Please. Let's go back to school. (laughs) Right. Um, yeah, don't, don't look up NTI. It's. And if you are listening to this in the future and that's what it is, I'm sorry. sorry. Yeah. Hopefully. We tried what, to make it better. And it's yeah. Better. Hopefully what Jen's dealing with now paved your way. <laughs> um, anyways, Jen's not going to play mom tonight because she's played mom and school teacher and. Cafeteria lady. And cafeteria lady. Nobody ate the lunch I made, by the way. I'm just going to throw it out there. <laughs> Even though it's exactly what they all asked for. <laughs> No lunch lady today? Well, no, I did it. It was bad, yeah. No, it, I cooked very well, <laughs> and I cooked exactly what they asked for. Well, they treated me like the lunch lady. then they wanted chicken nuggets, so... You didn't go with chicken nuggets automatically on the first place? They wanted Taco Tuesday, so I made, uh, you know I made Spanish rice and corn um, and be No, 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 no. I've got one kid that wants rice and beans, one kid that wants meat and corn, and one kid that wants meat, and one kid that just doesn't want anything except the chip. I did it all right. And then they nope. ate chicken nuggets. <laughs> it's fine. We're going to move on. 
Moving on. Peace. Tomorrow's a Mom. new day. Yeah. God, I'm glad I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, Absolutely. Yeah, so... Again, uh, Jen's not playing mom. We go with nobody's playing mom tonight. But um, so these three lovely ladies all have um, some relation to public service, and we'll kind of talk about where they fit in with that. Um, you guys have been friends for a long time. A long time. I'm leaving it at that. Yeah. <laughs> but if I'm not mistaken, it's kind of public service is the reason that all of you guys. No, we met in college. Our, yeah. ah. Oh, but your group then expanded mm -hmm. due to the public service. Yes. I, okay. Yeah. Okay. But you were in public service, right? No, I hate blood. No. Yeah. Not. <laughs> Fair enough. So if you yeah. get a boo-boo, Jeannie's not. No. Nope. Don't call her. But Gwen's here. Gwen will save right. the day. That's right. Maybe. Yeah, so, so you it. guys met in college, or you mm -hmm. knew each other before going to college? Mm -hmm. nope. Take me back in time. You don't met have to in... date yourselves, but like, where? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> met at U of L. Um, probably I had met Jeannie's brother at a party, and then his wife. Yeah. I also yeah. met Camille, and then met Jeannie, and yeah. And then y'all hit it off. Yeah, and the rest is history. Awesome. And what were you each in school for at that point? I was justice administration. Okay. Having Ooh, fun. How I started did you, there too. Yeah. How did you end up in medicine from justice administration? Because when you realize that justice administration doesn't take you to all like, I don't know. Yeah. My thing was all of a sudden you had to take a whole bunch of boring classes and it was going to go... I needed yeah. like four more years of school. Like, I no. realized that my vision was not going to let me go to ATF, Maryland State Police, or the Secret Service. So it's like, mm, uh, what would my plan B be? Mm. I was informed by my professor that, because uh, I already had my EMT, and he was like, oh, so what's your major? I said, I'm a justice major. And he said, oh, do you have a minor? I said, yeah, I'm a Spanish minor. Oh, and we had just gotten done with a... I want to say an arson presentation and I was they made the mistake of putting me in charge of the slide clicker and too many of the slides I was really too like busy checking out to click for them and so he was like well you got really I said yeah I'm you know like just got done with the EMT class like that was really cool you know blah blah he goes oh so you're a justice major learning Spanish and you're an EMT the DEA would love to have you I'm like ooh that I like where that's going. That doesn't sound like the safest plan for um, the little blonde girl. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe not so much. You totally could have handled that. I, you are pretty badass. I mean, it would have been you fun, are. I think, but like, yeah, I don't know. My first job offer was in a maximum security prison with a male aggressor group. I turned that one down also. But I cannot imagine why. <laughs> and a 22-year-old girl, yeah. Um, but I do think we need to go back we know each other's names. You all know everybody's names. And Abby said that everybody's, like, related to public service. But I think maybe we, we go need back. to go back a little bit and maybe share <laughs> what your relation is <laughs> right. to public service. And then your connections to one another. Right? Ready? 
Go, Jeannie. You're up. Um, they throw you under the bus first every time. Can you back up, please, and roll up? Hit that yeah. bus one more time. Um, it was by marriage, and then your connection to each other, or your connection to no, public service. Public service was by marriage, which she worked for, and Marcy's husband worked for, and then. When the marriage finished, I you still kept your friendship. Yes. You got them. Awesome. And so that was a good. That was a good deal. Yeah, that, was that, was, that was a really good deal you came to. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. All right. And then you are obviously wearing a paramedic uniform in this moment. And you already said Gwen went to school for justice administration and obviously has taken a couple turns yeah. along the way. Yeah. Can so we call them bounces? Bounces. You so know. did you bounce right from that to paramedic, or were there some I went, other? I got my EMT and then started working, and for a private ambulance service here in town that is no longer here. And then after doing that for two years, I got on with Jefferson County EMS, and that's right. <laughs> and um when I got hired right before they started paramedic class and the deputy director was like well we like all of our new hires to consider going to paramedic class well I was young and stupid didn't know any better I'm like okay sure I'll, yeah I'll, I'll go to paramedic class and there we and here you are <laughs> and here I am welcome yeah excellent one of my co-workers is like you got talked into being a paramedic <laughs> yeah no I think that's how, I mean, that's, mine was because I, the guy that was running for mayor at the time wanted to put EMS back under city fire, and my thought was, wait a minute, I just got hired on, so if he puts us under fire, they already have EMTs, I'm out of a job, but if I'm halfway through paramedic class, I still have a job. I'll sign up for paramedic class. <laughs> Boy, that was a Yeah. I was not ready for paramedic class, but no. I, you know. No. No, yeah. All right, so a man I don't feel so bad you. Now. I thought I was the same way. And a failed initial career path. <laughs> Boy, that's a positive story. <laughs> and Marcy, so, that brings us to you. Um, I also married into it. Um, Todd and I married, uh, met very young. And uh, he was struggling through, I think, probably the same initial service that Gwen was referring to. And um, just he had a lot of vision and stayed there and made a lot of friends. He was with the fire department, and so I made friends that way with the fire department. And um, so, but I've made a lot of really good friends through EMS that have stayed and stuck. And well, now you're knee deep in it, right? I am knee deep in it because uh, like waist deep in it. Let's not even yeah, go knee deep. Yeah, no, well, I'm only five two, so it's this is still my waist. You're waiting <laughs> forever. Um, it's come full circle. My son decided to jump into EMS, and that was totally out of the blue, out of left field. I hadn't, we had no idea it was coming. He uh, went to school for engineering, and he had a career path change. Yeah, yeah, we'll go with it. That's a polite way to say it. He uh, came home for a little bit and um, and decided, you know what? I think I'm gonna try out this EMS thing, and he is kicking ass. That's awesome. Um, so he's, I'm, I'm very proud of him. He's and he is in he is in medic school by choice. Yep. Um, knowing that's where he's gonna go, and he's looking at the fire side of it as well, knowing that that's where the future of you know it's fire EMS combined now, and so. 
My youngest son is not. Thank God he's going to stay out of that. I hope. <laughs> and what Please. is his major? Just out uh, of nosy and curiosity. My youngest one is in engineering as well. But So um, as long as he sticks it out. <laughs> I, I think he, he's got a little bit more focus on the engineering. I think he, he, played, he dabbled with engineering at high school level. Mm-hmm. Um, my oldest didn't. He, uh, Chris, uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess I can name drop. Um, very studious, very good with books, very good with the academia. He, if I think he, like Todd, could could potentially be a full time student, lifetime learning about everything. Mm-hmm. He's a sponge. He's he's very gifted in that. And so they both have their talents. Ryan's very very smart at what he does. He's much more of a hands on guy, and already say he's only been in school a week and is loving it. So. That's awesome. Yeah. So I think it's, I mean, it's really cool that public service in some way, aside from college, um, brought all of you guys together. And then eventually, we already talked about Abby and I, but right. that's what brought us together, too. But definitely, like, you know, we talk about public service being family. Oh, it's a family. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're friends, but definitely more than that, like, I mean, you guys vacation together, we holiday together, like... Care yeah. for children when right. needed. Yeah. Right. Swap off child care services. Right. One of my I'm very retired. favorite. <laughs> I'm retired. She doesn't child care anymore. You're a GB. I'm retired. My kids can come over and call you GB just as quickly. Nope. <laughs> they don't wear sparkle. <laughs> they love glitter. My kids like glitter. Will you take that? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> They'll they do your dishes in their own GB. laundry. <laughs> I have to. And one wants to be a fighter fighter like her daddy. Right, but Aww. when they, when you bring more to the fray, they just play better together. She's she's trying to run down a pink firefighter costume. I know. You I know gotta I gotta find a pink turnout gear. How big is she? I got one we can dye pink. Okay. I don't know, we'll try it. I mean, that's all she wants. She wants to I be like daddy. Her. So I think that's what's so cool about public service is that, you know, like it kinda it draws us all in and you know, other people have, like, a job, mm-hmm. right? But, like, we have, you know, it's a... Family. Right. Like, it's a... Yes, I have a job as a paramedic, but I have this family that has come with that, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and we talk about it a lot. Uh, my mom mentions it all the time, it, that she's always amazed at all of our friends and, you know, something happens or, um, you know, when we needed the gate built at my mom's house and I was like mom I'll figure it out you know and Todd and Ryan came over and then you came over the next day and we built a gate (laughs) FYI Marcy she also volunteered you and Todd and Ryan to to come Jen was like hey we need to build a fence around our house and I was like well I know friends that like if you you know if you feed us and buy all the shit like we could maybe like help you (laughs) you know yeah I got a good family story for you, though, on that. So, when, the year that Chris was born, um, so this takes me back, so 20 years, um, we hosted the Bee Thanksgiving party at my house. And so everybody came, every potluck, blah, 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 blah. Um, and it's not your average Thanksgiving. Matter of fact, it's not Thanksgiving food. It's oh, yeah, usually it's a what theme. Everybody's like, good at I think one year was Italian, yeah. one year was... Chinese. Yeah. I know we brought it back last year and we had chicken tenders and yeah, it's, whatever. Whatever works for a big group. But um, 
so Chris was born in March. This was that November. And I get a phone call at 11 o'clock at night that my grandmother had passed. Um, tears streaming. Everybody pulled out of the driveway and we left. And of course, we're there till 1, 2 o'clock in the morning and come home to all the dishes done, the house completely spotless, and food all put away. And it was just amazing. And exactly what you'd expect, but nothing that you would ask for. Exactly. Right? And, and um, it was... And, and then and they they came at the they came to the funeral home. They, everybody was just as and then for a long time it was I'm just Todd's wife and it wasn't at that was one of those moments where I realized that I was part of the family right. and not just Todd's wife. Right. So. Well, and I feel like even in the moments where you don't feel super connected because I'm only really connected to public service through marriage too. Right. Like even when you don't feel like you're necessarily super close yourself. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You know, there was one night, Ari, our oldest, I was pregnant with Izzy. So Ari had to be just barely two, not even two. And she started having what seemed like seizures. So we were in the hospital um, overnight, hooked up to all the machines. And my husband, Sergeant, comes by. Like, he doesn't know me worth anything. But, you know, all night long, they were all checking in and... My husband wasn't even there, and they were checking it. So it's it doesn't yeah. even matter. It's exactly that. It's a family that you're just yeah. brought into, even if you really have no other connection. Yeah. You just feel that it comfort. Yep. That's awesome. They're a pretty awesome group. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that B group was something. <laughs> they were something else. It's a little crazy, <laughs> but it was definitely something special. I mean, we were... So I'll elaborate. They're called the B group because that shift, shift that they were schedule. all on, yeah, shift schedules. Right. Go with the title. They were they were on the B schedule, and so not everybody. because they were your B list invitees. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, but everybody yeah, for a long cool time, case. everybody fought to be on the Bs because yeah, they that's I when did. the parties were, that's oh, where yeah. the gatherings were, that's where every, you know that's where all the fun happened, and we A's A shift folks didn't they didn't do anything. They didn't do they didn't do no. anything. The they Bs. Were, we, we would plan out stuff, and we're like, okay, this is when this party's going to be. This is when we're going to New Orleans. Yeah, this but is I mean, when it was we're going every, to Thanksgiving. Like, every weekend, Friday nights, you knew where we were going to hang out. Yep, every we six were weeks, we're place. somewhere. And then, like, I mean, it was almost every Saturday night we were off. So, like, every yeah. other Saturday, we were at somebody's house, whether it was, like, a party, like a real party, or right. whether it was just at Nancy's backyard. You know? yep. <laughs> like, yep. And there's there's a key, a key mm-hmm. factor, Nancy. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, it was just a baby whisperer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Beyond it, it was all like that's. You just knew that everybody was hanging out. There was no. You didn't have to call and say, "Hey, is anybody going out tonight?" Or what are we doing? And just you knew. Understood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you didn't know, there's probably a reason you didn't. Know. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly. So one of the things I was thinking about when I was kind of thinking about what to talk about with this was, you know, like we all have that first responder, public service connection. Um, like, And so, like, I think we all kind of get it when, you know, something goes on or if we have a bad day or, you know, you're going through something, like, I have probably cried or talked or vented to all of you at some point. Um, you know, and I think there's a different comfort level there than 
maybe not comfort level is the right word, but like a different way, I guess, that maybe like we talk to our public service friends than like our non-public service friends. Because they don't get it. But, and not even just about public service stuff, though. Like, I feel like sometimes about just life. Well, but like, you have to think about it. So... But our life is colored by our public service. Right. right. And if you, know, you have... A husband working second shift. Second shift. People don't get it. No, you don't... You know? What? They work on Thanksgiving? That's... <laughs> you know, that's yeah. a holiday. And that's they couldn't sacred. request off. Right. <laughs> right. Right. And it's like... No, it's Thanksgiving. No. It's, it's a day. Thanksgiving. You just learn. It's right. a day. I right. took him food. Right, or we'll eat it. I don't take him food, but there's a plate in the microwave. Right, like, but you're right. You don't have to explain yourselves. I was actually Mm -hmm. just talking to somebody else about this earlier. Like, it's just easier to talk to other people who already get it, whether or not the issue is related to public service in any way. Like, I don't have to explain. Or justify or rationalize like the emotions that brought me to this yeah. <laughs> this point because I feel like there's just that understanding like you were saying they they don't get it even if it's not it's and not it, eight to five traditional and it's, it doesn't make them bad friends they're wonderful friends it's just a different capacity. a different capacity for understanding yeah yeah so how about the big blizzard that happened in 1994? So you two might have worked it. Maybe not you. She's pointing to Abby and Gwen. Gwen. Yeah. So Gwen probably worked it. Yeah. Uh, my ex-husband at the time took me to his parents' house because he knew, being in public service, I was not going to see him for a week. I barely saw my father-in-law. Um, and I had a six-month-old. Todd and I were... Um, that was six months before we got married. Yeah. We had just bought a house. I had, we had dinner with his parents and it was sleeting so bad that I called my parents and said, I'm going to stay at the house tonight. I'll come home tomorrow. Little did I know, four (laughs) days later is when I first got to get out, but they sent the fire truck to pick up Todd and Mm -hmm. he was buried in two, you know, our car was buried in two feet of snow and so the car didn't move. So I... You know, did stay home, but I didn't have kids, thankfully, and thankfully we had enough food. But my six-month-old got a major double ear infection. Oh, oh no! So what do we do? You call Grandpa, who happens to be the chief of a fire department, <laughs> who happens to have a guy in the fire department who has a four-wheel yeah. drive yeah. that puts the baby and the chief and the mom in the, you know, the truck, oh, and we geez. go to the hospital, and every five minutes, chief's like grandson her ears that. Can I also just interject that while you all were stuck in two feet of snow, I lived in Buffalo, New York, (laughs) where we laughed at your two feet of snow, and I walked to school in my five feet of snow. (laughs) (laughs) But it's legit. They didn't cancel school. They they might they canceled the buses. So you were still expected to get to school if you could. I understand this because I actually grew up in Michigan. Yes. So the first time I came down. I'll take your two feet of snow and I'll raise you. Yeah. <laughs> so the first time that they closed schools for this dusting on the ground, I was like, I'm like the hell is that? And not just closed it for tomorrow. It's closed for, for like week. the next six, six days. No. <laughs> and it hasn't even snowed yet. Yeah. Just for the record. When I was in school, there was none of this. Well, we're going to close because it might get icy and snowy tomorrow. They didn't do that when I was in school. No. Like, now they close and you're like, it didn't snow. It didn't even, like, 
the wind didn't blow. But I do get that you came from up there where it's... I get that we were equipped to handle it. Well, listen, and that was, that's the key factor. And that wasn't the point, but... No, yeah, because but 94, when that 94 snow mm-hmm. happened... That, that was, was a big impact on public service. That well, was a huge thing. And I, on the city in general, because yeah. the whole city, like... Shut, shut down. down. I'm sure. Literally yeah. shut down. And um, that was the when that, when that snow hit was when UPS said, "Look, if you all can't get your crap together, and this happens again, we're out." Which and would have been a huge when UPS said they were going to pull out. That was when Louisville was like, "Okay, mm-hmm. we'll figure out how to deal with snow." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then now we could go three years and not have a snowflake. So you know. Yeah. But even in the midst of that, I mean. Your connection to public service is really what, not saved you, but that made that a lot more bearable experience. It's it seems like oh, right. Great. I mean, I, mean, I, I can especially kind of weather service, weather issues, and just things like that. That having that public service connection has made a a difference during because you maybe had a little more in the know of what was going on. Well, which is sometimes a blessing and a curse, right? Yeah. Like, I think yeah. I spent most yes. of my day today panicked panicked for reasons that were legitimate, but probably more panicked than the girl next to me was sure. because I knew more than right. about what and was going on. And you had to tie into public service that... Right. Created. That other people don't. Yes. And then they're just, they're just going about daily life, right. not even realizing that there's anything potentially to be worried about. So it's a blessing and a curse. Right. In that way. Certain situations, yes, I like to have that. I almost sometimes like to be at work because I like to have that. It's easier to be at work and know what's going on, you know, and know that, like, my kids are at home with my mom or the kids are safe at home with my babysitter and I'm at work and can know. I don't know. There's just a, a weird comfort that comes with being at work in a uniform. Versus and I, being at and home. And I wonder and like, if you, you have a whole different look on this anyway because you're both public service. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which throws this for a whole... I couldn't imagine trying to do what you and Brian do. Balancing what we do as it is right now. I don't... I mean, that's... Yeah, I've seen your calendar. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, it's funny. You were talking day. about being stressed and stuff. Early on, there was a girl who said something and she's like, Aren't you worried about him going on that fire run? And I looked at her and I said, No, no he's trained. Thank and she's you. like, Oh, blah, blah, blah. And I said, He told me once that he's got somebody to come home to. He's not going to do anything stupid. Right. I take that to heart. I worry. I know he's not going to do anything stupid when he goes into the fire. Right. Well, and also, you know? if you spent every single time they go to work worrying, then what, do you what do? would oh. we be doing? Right. And no, you how do you go to sleep at night if you, I mean, we almost maybe don't worry enough sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. but you you right. have to kind of take yourself to that extreme, right? Yeah. Because if and, I if I worry every time he goes into a fire or right. into into whatever situation, Todd has so many little service fires that 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 was not a word. I don't know what that word was. <laughs> that was a fear so word. <laughs> so many service aspects to his career over the twenty five years that we've been together. That it's been different things. He was on the disaster response team for a long time. 13. And I learned very quickly that if he called me, he was getting ready to go do something bad. Because if we come up with, hey, yeah, baby, don't call. (laughs) Just don't call. That was really hard because then that was the balance of do I want to know or do I not want to know? But it would be like, hey, I just want to tell you I love you. 
Can you give Chris a kiss for me? Shit. Yeah. What are you getting ready to do? I can't ask them to go in, Marcy, if I don't know what's going on. Come home. Just come home. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. I will. And I think I got, at one point I finally said, can you call me when you get out? Yeah. Yeah. I would rather know when you're that going you're out. out. Just call me when you're done. But it was, ugh. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, I couldn't no, imagine yeah, trying to for a while, Brian us. would call me, hey, we're getting ready to go do a warrant. I just want to call you and tell you I love you. I'm like, hmm. I'm going to need you to start doing that after. Yeah. <laughs> like when you're done. Right. And sitting drinking coffee. Hey, baby, we just got done doing a warrant. I just want to call you and say, hey, how are the boys? What are y'all doing? Like, I like that one better. Well, yeah. and if my phone rings, I usually expect it's, hey, I'm on my way to the ER. <laughs> <laughs> Um, or because it's either that, which is funny though, because when you're on this side of things, I cannot tell you for, and I've been on, I've been in EMS for 19 years, 19 years. There are still days that my mom will call and I'm like, you know, or, Hey, couldn't talk. I'm on my way to the ER immediately. Are you okay? Mom, I work yes. in EMS. Oh, no, no, you know, no, no. Or, if or, I get that call, it's because he's the patient right? on his way to the <laughs> ER. I'm like, I get, my, like, on, a, on almost, like, Ed's, like, weekly or so, it's either from my mom or Brian, hey, I'm at the hospital, can't talk, or, hey, I'm on my way to the ER, can't I'm talk. not the patient, guys. And I will get up. Are you okay? Yeah. It's my job. I go to the hospital, like, six times a day. What? Right. I'm good. I just I can't like, talk. Have you guys heard her kids, her kids' favorite phrase at the moment is, what do we not do? Or where do we not go when mommy's off? To the emergency room. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. It's my phrase. For the record, I have two boys. They're four and six. They do dumb things. They live. I have a 27 and a right. 23. But, I got the age right this time. But what, <laughs> Go you. but what they have learned is when mommy gets home from work and they are bouncing off walls, and I swear sometimes if we had chandeliers, they'd be swinging from them too, you look at them and go, hey, don't do dumb things. Where where are we not going? Mommy just got home from work. Not going to the ER. True story. And and quickly enough, they will slow down and outrun on hey, concrete. And really, isn't that a lesson all small it children is. should learn? It really is. No mom, public service or not, wants to spend their day off in the ER. Right. But I don't know how many moms actually tell their kids and we're not still going. You know what I mean? Children. Like, yeah. That's kind of. Funny, I mean, I actually. hope they know I would actually take them if they needed to go. <laughs> You'd be in a gym up, though. It's fine. <laughs> She'd give a full report. You're not bleeding that in. bad. <laughs> yeah. That's a standard statement at our house. Yeah, that's not enough blood. Rubs nope. And, Go to school. Well, okay, but right. then you know what would happen is you would take care of it, and then for some reason you'd take them in anyway, and the doc would be like, oh, you already did what I... And then um, you're paying an ER bill for no reason. Wait, wait. Like, the, <laughs> like the day I took Dalton to the doctor... He had had a fever the night before that kept climbing. I gave him Tylenol, and then it kept climbing, and it kept climbing. So I sat in the chair with him all night, like, not holding him, holding him, because I knew he had fever. But I was holding on to him, and Brian woke up a couple of times, and Brian was like, what are you doing? Like, waiting for the seizure. Just, just waiting for him to seize. Like, now there's the downfall of the field. Right. <laughs> Gotta go to the extreme. Right, like, he's... I gave him medicine. It's not going down. He he's gonna have a seizure. Like I, it's coming. I, you know, Brian's like, what are you, what are you doing? Like I, we're good, babe. I'll wake you up when I need to. We're good. You know, we're good. So the next day, I took him to the doctor's office. <laughs> so I'm relaying this to the doctor, and the doctor goes, "What did you do? 
I called you. We're here. <laughs> what <laughs> are you going to do? <laughs> he goes, so what were you going to do if he sees? I said, I was going to call my people and have them send an ambulance out and drive me to the ER while my husband stayed home with the other one. It's a solid plan. <laughs> yeah, right? I thought so. Absolutely. And the doc stares at me like, I, um, I don't goes, deal with people on this level. He goes, you didn't think about taking him to the ER last night? I said, you're not listening. I did. I said, I wasn't going to take him until after he sees. And really, depending on how long he sees, I don't know that I was going to take him then. Because <laughs> all they were going to do was shove some Tylenol in him. And I had already done that. Just like, you know, and. Yeah, he was like, oh. I don't think okay. that's how normal people read. No, it's no, not. It's, not. it's totally no, not. Because and, and doctors don't know how to treat EMS no. parents. No, no, he no. looked at me Different. like I had horns oh. and three heads. And I was like, I hope he doesn't call CPS on me. She doesn't have any horns. <laughs> Janie just checked. Yeah. All like, I could think at this point was he's going to take my kids away from me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, don't call my husband. No, it is charge. Remind me to share another story with you off air. Right? So yeah. I'm, I'm so lucky. Thing. Josie's pediatrician was an ER attending, oh. so I knew her from way back. You really lucked out. Oh yeah, and I knew that's who I wanted. Is to that why you pedi- picked that as a pediatrician? Yes, okay. I knew that's who I wanted when I saw she had gone into private practice, because on one hand she pulls no punches, she gives me that over the top of her glasses look. Are you kidding me? <laughs> um, no, I'm good now. Thanks. I appreciate it, ma'am. But. I can also call her with something, and she's not going to go, oh, well, I can't see the patient, so you need to go ahead and take her to the ER. Right. She's so not going to. She's going she's gonna to talk me through everything to keep me out of the ER. Yeah. That's the best. Yeah, don't make me go to the ER if I don't need to. Yeah. And That's the one what time, I told the doc. Like, it wasn't going to go down there. And the one time they did send me to the ER, they're like, well, I think you need to take her to the ER. And I'm like, I want the top secret pediatrician recommendation that's going to keep me out of the ER until I can see you in the office Monday. Mm-hmm. And it was one of her partners who's also very good. And he said, yeah, the top secret pediatrician recommendation is go to, go the, to the ER. ER. Damn it, man. <laughs> Fine. Here we go. I would call my now boyfriend, Jeff, as a paramedic if something had happened to the kids, like at a baseball game or at a sports thing. I'd be like, can you come over? I know you just got off work, but can you come over? <laughs> I really want to see you. <laughs> no, I wasn't no, even at like that, that time. It, no, it was like, more of a friendship than it was. I, I need you to come over now. and check out the boys. Uh, one of them did, you know, X Y Z to whatever whatever sport we're playing this week, and I need you to come check it out. You know the boys. Because he has an X-ray machine. Of course he does. He's not He does. He's got that lovely PM after some numbers after his name. And <laughs> that makes him amazing. a god. Yeah, we do all I kind got of you. And he would. He would come over and he'd, you know, feel foot, ankle, whatever, arm, elbow. I don't care what part of the body it was. Pupils weren't dilated. We were, he's like, oh, he's fine. Well, it's like, funny because, okay. I mean. Dialogue. Call me in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> My husband's not on the Man, medical end at all, right? Like, he's got handcuffs in his back pocket, not an x-ray machine. <laughs> and pretty hair. Not for me! <laughs> Marcy's laughing. But I still feel better, like, when a kid already slipped and fell and banged her head on the toilet the other day. I really would have thought it was the end of the... But it could have been... Like, could have been bad. But you know what? Toilets are harmful. If he, if he checks her out, everybody feels better just because I feel like he, you know, that first responder part of you just keeps calm and yeah. just evaluates the situation. Baby, he's a cop. Do you know what they do? 
Well, you. They call us. Yeah. I didn't feel better. She felt better. Yeah. Well, that's because <laughs> he's her daddy. That has nothing to do with him being the popo. No, but she gets the calm, cool, collected from him, and she'll get the, oh, baby. Oh, see, Brian's the opposite. Brian's the, oh, my God, you scraped your knee. Calm down. No, that's funny. Your baby boy just scraped his knee. It is legitimately a scrape. A scrape. But he's my baby. No, calm down. Calm down. Dear Lord, if one of them ever actually breaks a bone, I don't even know what we're going to do. So this is a super loaded question. You're going to respond with She's calm, gonna splint cool, it authority. I know, with like a stick and some napkins. Maybe sturdier <laughs> than napkins. Wait, is paper towel back in stock in the stores? <laughs> Get the bounty, no, the super picker-upper, right? Sold, like the strong. Fast food, wait, wait. Pick up a bunch of stack of napkins, it's you're not, good. It's not on my list of staples. <laughs> Is gonna have any idea what you're talking about. Nope. Oh. But I wanna know, and this is probably like a really hard question to answer, but what would you miss the most if public service was not a part of I your life? I don't know what my life would be without it. Mm-hmm. it because I'm on both ends be. of it. I, I yeah. mean, it's 25 years of it, I 27 years of it. I I don't know because I started out in education mm-hmm. and different different form of public education. Th- I'm gonna get like okay, it's serious and deep for a second. So, do you think about that now though? Like with <laughs> she's a genie's holding the table. Do you think about that now though? Like as Todd's getting probably I I don't know. I would assume probably getting closer to. Retirement, like okay. I would assume, I get, it's not I get that daily. What am I gonna do when I'm done? You got to tell me what I'm gonna do when right. I'm done. Hi, welcome to Walmart. I have no <laughs> well, clue. Well, no. So because so for you guys listening, that has always been the joke, right? Has it not? Yes. yes. Like I don't know a single EMS person who has not made the joke. Oh, when I'm done here, I'm gonna be a damn good greeter at Walmart. Hi, welcome to Walmart. Hey, thanks for shopping. You know. Yeah. But I also, I mean. Jeff retired, right? Did he really? That's what I'm saying, right? right. So, Wasn't he well, sitting in a uniform? Wait, right. what? Hang right. on. But so, he, Jeff retired, and his saying is, is once you retire, those that, you know, can't be on the streets anymore, because let's face it, your body takes a toll. Sure. Um, <laughs> now he teaches. Right. So he came out of retirement. He retired five years. That's enough. That's, I mean... I mean, he retired. That's probably more impressive than just about. I mean, yeah. And then he went back to teaching in June. But yeah, I mean, like that's. So now he's correcting. So the, I, I guess that's my thing. Of like, paramedics I, and I, I don't know. He took a three-month break, already knowing what he was going back into. Right. No, he Which didn't. was managing EMS. Yeah. No, he did. <laughs> Believe me, it was a very scary three months. Sure. Um, but he already knows that he doesn't have. At this point, he doesn't think that he could just chill and be a Lowe's or a Cabela's. Well, yeah, or I mean, what, no, you know, to go to Walmart, but that's not a... And, and okay. that's an understandable, how do you but go I can't from, answer that for him. I have no clue. Well, sure, but I mean, how do you go how from do you what we that? do to... Oh, yeah. How long were you retired, Juan? Because you retired, and then how long so, did you not 
pick up a shift anywhere. Well, yeah, but now Gwen has four jobs. So. Well, I know, but she went from like she went eight months. But I think it's also a different kind of mindset, too, because I feel like when a lot of people think of retiring, we're thinking of 65, 68. I mean, it's increasingly higher age. But if you start on when you're 20, 22, you're retired by the time you're 40, 42, 44. And there's, I mean, I just can't. I tell my husband all the time, like, just so you know, sweetheart, you're not going to be retired when you can retire like you're not going to spend then the next 40 years of your life sure just because you're looking hanging out you're looking at like a really good chunk of your life as like then it's left like what are you right i'm like if i had saved when i first got hired on at the county i could retire next october at what age 39 so fully retired At 39, but, yeah. like, what do you do? 39? No, I, like... Yeah. Yeah. I can't stay home now for three days. Like, what? <laughs> no. Take me back to work. No, like, it would... I mean, I just... You know, you think about it, and it's like, geez, what do you... You gotta but do something. But I also think, you know, and not to diminish anything that the boys do on their police side of things, but I think EMS... And fire are a different beast. You know, we're we're lifting people, we're carrying crap twenty four seven, and it's you're exposed to it's always up four flights of stairs, and then you got to carry it all back down four flights of stairs, and you're doing that twelve to fifteen times a day. It's a totally different stress for sure, and much more physical. You know, you go to the doctor, and the doctor says, "Well, you're twenty five, and you have really bad back." Yeah. I always say I've been Jeff in EMS is, for seven years. Yeah, yeah, it's terrible. I know. You know, so yeah, like retiring at thirty nine. I mean, I make the joke all the time. If we didn't have the automatic stretchers, I wouldn't still be an EMS. My knees would not do that whole lifting stretchers thing. No, no. There's just no way. I, and I know that. You know. But I think there's that piece that sometimes people don't really understand. Well, why would you get to retire after that amount? Well, sure. That's exactly why because. <laughs> We need you your bodies to, to be able to handle it, and we yeah. need your mind to be able to handle right. it. I think and the mind can still handle it. It's the body. Yeah. Well, I mean, year old knees. I mean, like the emotional toll that oh, it takes, not like your mental capacity <laughs> to be able to process <laughs> all the. Although Gwen was asking about what adverse side of. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which the small you stroke, know, you know to. To that effect, like, I mean, there's, you see a lot, right? I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, back on your career, like, you've seen a lot of crap. And up until, what, maybe four or five years ago, like, we didn't talk about mental health in public no. service. No. Like, you no. didn't talk about it. It wasn't a thing. We, we talked about this a couple this episodes ago. a flashback ago. to episode three. Yeah. <laughs> Marcy the, is such an avid listener, you all. It's amazing. The compartmentalizing. Yes. And yeah. Little boxes and stuff. But I yeah, want my son know, to listen to that episode. We, we didn't this, talk about those yeah. things. It was not a... We would never have sat around a table and talked about, you guys, I had this really crappy run this morning, or... You know, yes. Well, they whatever, would, but it would be at a local watering hole after shift. But it, but it didn't start but, out that way. I mean, yeah, and it really, the bees, and it would be more of did. a 
but oh that was God, a new great run. Right, let not, me tell you I, about. And it, I'm it, trying to get yeah, through it. It wasn't a let me process thing. Mm-hmm. It was a let me tell you about deal. And I think what we know now is that we have to process that more than just, there's a difference between talking about and processing. And I feel like now at least there's a better understanding of that, you know, and now it's more accepted to have that, that processing and that talking about, you know. My first pediatric traumatic cardiac arrest. Oh, yeah. Um, of course, I got forced over for the shift afterwards. Of so course. you were already super set up for success and in a great state. Oh, yes. Yeah, it was fantastic. And the, I had to move from one station to the other for my second shift. And the supervisor was, was not warm and fuzzy. It was not cuddly. And, but he said to me, you guys had a rough run today, didn't you? So now I'm standing in the office crying. So I opened my mouth to tell him about the run. I got two words out. So now I'm standing there crying, and he's going. Uh, I don't know what to do. Can look, I ask look, how look. old were you? Probably 23, 24. Did you? It's already, not that that like is a huge right. thing, but I mean, but that's, what 24-year-old that's wants mm-hmm. to look at Did you this already baby? Josie? No, no, no. Look at this at this small child whose mother just backed over her with the great big fancy soccer mom car sure. because the kids were not where she was expecting them. So the supervisor is all like, male supervisor, I, male right? supervisor. Yeah, can can, can I offer you a, a, a tissue? So who yeah. now doesn't know how to deal with the crying young female paramedic in his office. Right. So, yeah, I kind of, kind, of, kind of dried my eyes and, you know, I'm going to go find my partner. And he's like, okay. So I'm walking down the steps to go find my partner and two young male paramedics coming up the steps. And they're like, well, what's the matter with you? Well, you know, we, we had this terrible PD. Well, you need to get over it. Right. Because you're emotional. Just, right. Just want to mention which one of us is still an EMS and which two of us in that conversation left EMS. Right. The one that dealt with it, probably, and yeah. processed her way through and it. not the two that are like, well, you know, can't believe you would be upset about this baby laying there in the parking lot after her mother backed over her head with the and One on might her. not have had Josie at the time, but she was super aunt to Mikey. Yeah. So Mikey was still what three ish? Yeah. Well, yeah, Mikey was the same age. And as Marcy, kid, so. I I don't know about you, but I would get one o'clock, two o'clock phone calls when Jimbo would work in third shift. Go check the phone. I need to hear Mikey breathing. Okay. I I did it the other day. I, so uh, I yeah I literally had to put the phone down and I did you hear that? You didn't hear that? Okay, hold on. I promise you. <laughs> Wake the baby up, you know. No. You, you hear that? Oh, okay, good. I'm, I'm going back to bed. Yeah. I did it the other night. I, the, or the other day we were, um, I don't, uh, we were in the truck. I don't remember where we were in relation to things, but somebody did a call in, so they had, they needed to call and talk to Cosair and said, um, which is the children's, the children's hospital. Sorry, the children's hospital. Um, and so they had a three and a six year old um, that were uh, traumatic trauma alerts from an MVA. The six-year-old, I think, was ejected. The, they thought both of them had head injuries. And I thought, 
holy crap, like, I know that B is at home with the boys. I know that. But I need to know. know. So, I I mean, I immediately picked up the phone, you know, and, like, Coleman answers. He's like, hi, Mommy. Like, hey, baby. That's all I needed. Okay, I love you. Tell Daddy bye. (laughs) You know, and, like, Brian calls back. He's like, what are you doing? Like, don't ask. It's fine. I had a... I had a neurotic moment, but I'm good. I'm fine. You know, but it was just, it like, my heart sunk. And, like, I knew it wasn't my kids. I knew it wasn't them. But at the same time, like, I just needed to hear my kids. Mm-hmm. You and know. I think, it's, I think it's a little different for people that have biological children. Because, especially in this area, you're going to see a lot more blue-eyed blonde children. You're going to see a lot more kids with, you know, green eyes. And I got so lucky that I never had the infant because Josie came home at two. So I didn't have the infant that I had to worry about. So Gwen adopted Josie, just so that doesn't come off as like crazy weird for (laughs) for our listeners. (laughs) So, and there's not a huge Asian population. So I didn't even have to see a whole lot of small Asian children. That just looked exactly like six. Right. And my partner and I made a a run on, you know, towards the 16-hour mark of our shift. And we walked in, and this young lady is laying, 20, 21, laying in the floor, unconscious, in cardiac arrest. Okay, well, we know how to do this. We're doing this. And so we're working the code, and there's a police officer made the run with us. And he's talking to Mom, and I'm just kind of barely listening to what Mom's saying. And Mom said, well, it's always been just two of us since she came home. I just kind of shoved that back in my head, kept going. Supervisor gets there to help us work the code. And I moved around so that rather than being at her head and looking down towards her feet, I moved around so I was looking up towards her head. And I got back down next to the floor. And I looked at this Asian girl laying on the floor. And then I looked at her mom. And I looked at my partner and I said, we need to go. And Chuck was like, looks, looks. Oh, we need to go. So we packaged her up, took her down the ambulance to go. And my supervisor's like, do you need, I said, I'm done. And he kind of looked at me and then he looked at the the patient and he's like, are you going to be okay to get the hospital? I said, yeah, I can get her the hospital and she's going to get great care. I am done when I hit the hospital. Do you hear me? And my supervisor was like, I hear you. So we got her to the hospital. Law enforcement went with us because we couldn't figure out why this 20-year-old is in cardiac arrest. So they were going to work on an investigation. The hospital was fantastic. We never got her back, but she got outstanding care. And I walked back out and he met me on the sidewalk and he said, are you, I said, I'm okay, but I'm done. And he's like, all right. And, you know, he met me back at my car, too, to make sure I was all right. And that was the first time it was, like, in my face. You know, I never had never had to walk in and have somebody hand me a baby that looks like mine. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, yeah, check, please. I'm done. Yep. But that, t- that's when things change, like, like, you think you're okay with things. And the minute that that scenario plays out in front of you, you go, okay. I had another partner that her first day back from maternity. Again, 16 hours. I think we all know what the... The witching hour? Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
uh, unconscious baby. Fire meets me at the ambulance, hands me this little biracial baby with a head full of curly hair. Jenny looks at the baby, looks at me, and I said, get in the driver's seat. I'll tell you when we're ready to go. Right. Just, just get out. And different supervisor coming this time, and he's like, oh, this is going to be fine. Gwen and Leslie have got this under control. Gwen and Leslie are on it. And he gets in the ambulance right before my partner gets out, and he looks at her, and he looks at me and goes, oh. And I said, yeah. yeah. So she held it together for us till we got to the hospital. She didn't touch the brakes until we pulled into the hospital. Were <laughs> <laughs> there brakes? Uh, yeah. I, I don't know if our ambulance came with brakes that day. <laughs> An option on right. the model. Got her in. The hospital actually took report that day, which is shocking. And I walked back <laughs> no out. No digs to any hospital staff out there. <laughs> walked back out, got in the ambulance, looked at her. She just started sobbing. And I'm like, it's, it's, it's okay, baby. Come here. And the supervisor looked at me, and he's like, you guys are done. I, I do not need anything else from, from the two of you. You're just, just free to go. go. Yeah. I think that's such, that can do. Yeah. such a skill that skill for a lack of better word that's a lot of us don't have to do right like is truly set aside your connection to something to literally say like their lives depended on your ability to set aside yourself and I think that's something that just people don't realize I mean, unless you do it, like, I don't even think I can fully realize. And from the outside looking in, I see its effects and I see people near and dear to me doing it, but I can never understand. Like Jeannie just said, like, I don't think because we're not in those shoes, like, I'm just in awe that of your all's ability to be able to do that. And I just can't even imagine truly 100% setting yourself aside to be able to oh yeah because I would not have I would not have judged Jenny one bit if she would have become just a a puddle in the floor of the ambulance you know I I just put a little towel to soak her up keep her contained right and you know would not have judged her one bit first day back from maternity and here's a baby that looks like yours that's in cardiac arrest yeah yeah we probably well, need to takes... wrap this up here at some point, yeah. but I know we can always do a part two. Part two. We can always do a part two. part two. But I am curious, like what, given your each of you have a very different connection, as we mentioned, to public service. So what would be just like one life lesson that you want to instill in your children, given the experiences that you've all had or that you would that real you would quick, without I mean we've talked about it but we didn't really like we got to it around the way but that was another note I had was that we were all moms also and I think public that's service 30 minutes right there so. right right <laughs> how like, that's affected your parenting yeah, right, oh. she and I talk about this all the time like I think and we did in a way talk about it but like public service moms I think we're like a whole nother breed Right? Like, yeah. and your non-public service mom friends kind of give you that, like, what? Your life seems so much more normal than <laughs> <laughs> There's that, yes. There's that, like, like, 
your husband's at home every night for dinner? Like, what, what, what is, is that? that? How does yeah. that work? Like, Wait, what do you mean you're celebrating Christmas on and the you guys 27th? All that's yeah. That's oh, I know. Christmas yeah, is. like no, that's when Christmas is. Oh, I know. Right. Well, yep. we do half of a Christmas on this morning, and then the other half, like, it's yeah, it's yeah. Or yeah. yeah. Marcy and I are the age our kids are old enough. I have one that's in civil service, and I have another one that has no desire to to do it. Four more minutes. <laughs> so, yeah. So yeah, I I think that would be kind of a fun maybe part two that we do is how that kind of plays into things so Nashville I'm, yeah podcast oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know we might have too a much podcast <laughs> on the road. Yeah. so uh, yeah so we're yeah. gonna in the car on the road there tonight started off as a Nashville planning trip so maybe we'll have to have a part two um from the other bill but before the timer kicks you off I really want to know yeah what what have you made sure maybe to share with your children or you know like what's that one piece of advice or lesson that you just even if you haven't said it to them that you just hope and pray with all your might that they take Jen you're getting all deep sorry yeah for four minutes left you now go yeah no I can't y'all ran out of time show respect there yeah for sure that's a huge one and in Mm -hmm. this day and age it's for everybody for everyone yeah for everybody because you don't get to pick and choose who you get a call on right you don't get to pick and choose whose life you're saving that day it's all about just about be kind be understanding yep that's it abby was picking on me earlier understanding can we go with that for a minute my motto for my kids is show love and kindness we use our words and our actions to show love and kindness but yeah and i like marcy's understanding understanding i I love that and i think it's being understanding being flexible and understanding and flexibility have got to go together when you're in an ems world I think um, part of with this role, whole contest thing I, we, we've talked about, and I think something I've really tried hard lately to work on is what is your perspective of our situation? Before I judge how you're being or what's going on, what is this from your perspective? How do I understand this from your view before I decide you're wrong, I don't like it? You and know. and even if I can't bring myself to understand or can't understand just because of situations, how can I respect you? Yeah. Despite that, mm-hmm. for sure. Look at us solving world problems in one minute and thirty seconds. Look, where's the ballot? Let's get on the ballot for another <laughs> right. <I> no, mean, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> Decline. If we can run as a group, I think we're good. Then you need to Do wrap. You need start the, with the, the, the music. We need to play behind this is. Uh, girls run, the girls rule the oh, world. Girl, yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, I think that's it. So thanks for joining us. If you're still with us, we appreciate it. It's been a long one. Um, reach out to us at shiftingourstories at yahoo.com. You can find us on Facebook. Um, we're on Anchor and iTunes. Um, iTunes. Uh, you can message us on Anchor if you can't find us any other way. Let us know what you think, what you want to hear, and we hope to see you on the next one. See ya. Bye. Bye. Bye.